This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. Hi, for short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. I feel that, bro. I don't know why, man. The last two days, finally, last week and a half is catching up to me. Do you guys see the clock running? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't see it yet, but we'll go with it. So, all right, here we go in three, two, one. Welcome on in. It's another episode of the CNC Golf Factory right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman alongside. Hope everybody had a great week. Thrilled to bring you another episode. We have a fantastic show lined up for you tonight, recapping lots of different events over the area or that happened in the area over the past few weeks. And then also uh, going to talk to the great Chris Nagel in segment two. So make sure you stick around for that. Kurt and Kurt, what's going on, boys? Hi. What's up, Andy? I'm How's doing good. Yeah. Good, good. Me too. Me too. Good excited to, about the back. show. Uh, yeah. We've, uh, last night, uh, as a lot of people know, uh, was the uh, remembrance ceremony for, uh, for our good friend Jay Randolph Jr., a pioneer in, uh, in, in, in golf broadcasting here in St. Louis. I wanted to attend. I wasn't able to. I was retained, uh, detained at my event last night until uh, right at about the time that Jay's thing was starting. But uh, but Kurt Rowe went, and I uh, just kind of wanted to see uh, how your your get your thoughts, get your feelings on it, see how it was, and uh, talk about maybe about who you saw and what will happen there, and talk about the eulogies and things like that. Yeah, it was a it was a nice evening. Um, is at Ledoux uh, Ledoux Horton Watkins High School, which is uh, was Jay's alma mater where he went to high school. Um, I know he was a very proud graduate there of of Ledoux. He was. Um, yeah, it was it was an, it was a nice evening. Um, his both of his his son Jennings the fourth and his daughter Grace got up and spoke early on, along with his uh, his ex wife uh, Susan. Um, they both all they all three had uh, some very nice things to say. Um, and later on, Dave Green got up. Um, Dave uh, Dave actually gave the eulogy. Um, it was very good. Uh, had the had the room rolling laughing um just sharing some sharing some stories and some of their uh uh through their 25 plus years of working together and i think they i think he said they met in 1994 in the studios at kfns that's how they got to know each other and and uh we're you know very very close friends um and then later on um trying to his uh his on how to put the Jay's uh, significant other, I guess, Amy. Yeah. Amy, Amy. Yeah. She got up and also spoke, you know, towards the end and uh, had a, had just a very nice, very nice evening. Um, the great uh, picture tribute that uh, 
Buck Swope had put together. It was a long, lot of great pictures, a lot of really cool old pictures of Jay when he was younger, a couple of videos in there of, yeah. of him and his kids, you know, going to um, Disneyland and just, uh, just a lot. It was, it was a very nice evening. Nice, nice way to remember, uh, remember Jay and what he did for the, you know, not only just the golf community, but the radio community. And, and uh, it was, uh, it, it was nice. And but yeah, yeah, uh, People who were there, I mean, I first as I'm walking in, I run into John Marisek walking in. Um, Bobo, Bobo, yeah, Bobo. yeah that was one of the the theme of the evening. And I guess I didn't, I guess I wasn't lucky enough to have a nickname by Jay Randolph Jr. But <laughs> that was certainly a, a big theme of the night. You know how he nicknamed everybody. Oh yeah, even, go, even Dave, Dave, Dave Green. Dave. So Dave, Dave told that story on how on how that happened. Uh, so that was funny. But yeah. Um, you know, but others over there, I mean, Bob Ramsey was there. Clay, Mike Claiborne um, was there. Uh, Jeff Smith, as you know, him and Jay were longtime, you know, radio partners on Fairways and Greens. Um, gosh, who else? Uh, you know, to, uh, I pictured Bob Ramsey was there. Tim McKernan. McKernan was there. Uh, uh, Iggy was there. Um, Joe De Niro was there. Joe De Niro, probably Joe, one of the funniest guys in radio. Yeah, he didn't get him to speak, but yeah, Joe was there. Joe Roderick was there. Um, just a lot of, I mean, from a from a media standpoint, very very well represented, and uh, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of lot of cool people to, to see. Kurt Goss, did you know Jay well at all? No, not overly well. Uh, you know, just the occasional um, bump into him at uh, you know when he would be recording uh, uh, live at an event or at usually sure. at a charity event, but now. Um, Knew of him, obviously, very much so, and uh, uh, followed on Twitter and just uh, a character. But uh, I don't have the stories to tell like you guys. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, a legend in our area, that's for sure. And uh, I wish I had the opportunity to to really get to know him. His nickname for me was my Twitter handle. He always called me Emo Six. I, and you probably got mentioned, Andy. Dave, at one point during Dave's usually he rattled off. I mean, I, he must have went for two minutes just rattling off nicknames of, of guys, you know, from, uh, I mean, Dougie, I don't I Dougie Fresh was, I don't even know who I knew these people were, but they, that was, that's they, Doug Vaughn. Doug that's Vaughn. Doug Vaughn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that. But anyway, it was, yeah, it was, it was really, Tim's, it was good. Tim's little poker. Yeah. A little poker. Yep. yep. <laughs> that one. So yeah, it was, it was funny. It was, they, uh, they were, they were all funny, both in his kids. I, I have met, I had met Jennings the fourth, his son before yeah. um, I had not met Grace and, uh, but they both got up and they were very good. Um, you know, um, what they said, you know, about their dad and, sure. and uh, Jason, you know, senior was there too. I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to go out and say hi to him, but he, Jay senior was there and, um, it was uh yeah Skip Berkmeyer uh, was there his parents actually were both there um cool. you know there was some Tom 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 made it O'Toole um who you know he had done some radio with, with uh Jay mm-hmm. back in the day as well so um you know I, yeah I I wish I probably knew Jay better I mean I felt like I knew him pretty well I mean I had the opportunity to be on a lot of his shows back, you know, sure. fairways and greens day, you know, usually once or twice a season, he would have me on, you know, to talk about the golf association schedules and different events. So, um, and kept in touch with him as he was, you know, later, you know, in more recent last sure. few years, as he was running Sullivan golf course and, you know, his time at Normandy and, you know, Sully. Helping him soon. yeah, Sully. So, um, but um, yeah, place, um, I would call it, I would call Sully a place he grew to love. I, I would, I would agree, you know, and I, I said this, I, I thought about this as I was sitting there and I, 
I, I so regret not getting down to see him at Sullivan. Yeah, me um, too. Golf course, and I, I yeah. it just really that it, it, it almost bothered me because um, I, I never got down there to see him. You know, I mean, he moved to Sullivan. I mean, good yeah. grief, he moved down yeah. there. Um, and I, you know, and and I, I have some familiarity with Sullivan. I mean, I, you know, growing up in Washington, it was. I knew a lot of guys from Sullivan. I played baseball sure. against in high school and, and played with some guys from co- in college from Sullivan. So, um, yeah, so I, that, that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Just not that, that I didn't never got down there to, to see, to see Jay. I had, not, not I had some friends that were able to make it out. I was never able to make it out. We were, we had intentions of going out last, uh, last fall. And, you know, and that's about the time that things started, you know, he was not in town a lot. He was going to Vegas to see Jennings a lot. And, um, so, but uh, yeah, I heard. It. So that was that's great. I'm glad the last time was good. Uh, Kurt, fa- uh, Kurt Rowe, favorite Jay story. Oh, geez, my gosh, that that, that this is the part that I, I'm not sure I have any a really good one because I, you know, most of my dealings with Jay were, you know, kind of on professional level. Oh, okay. I know there should be some stories. You know, I don't have any close personal ones. I mean, you know, just. Kurt mentioned, you know, his Twitter account or, you know, some of the stuff that he would, you know, put out there about, you know, about golfers at Normandy or, you know, just some, right. of, his, some of his stories are just, I mean, Sh- uh, Sean shared a couple with me last week over at Gateway, you know, about his time, you know, when they spent at Gateway and yeah. some of the things he would do, you know, <laughs> to, over there. I mean, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, unfortunately, I personally don't have a, a really good, a good story. For We're me. playing playing golf at Dalhousie. I think it's fifth is 15, the long par five. I think it is. Yeah. Up the hill. Yeah. Up the hill. And uh, it's early May, so it's not too hot, but I, so I'm in Jay's group. It's the first, I think it's the first year that we go and he's, he's in the bunker on the left side of the green. It's kind of a, kind of a steep climb out of it. He gets out of it. And all of a sudden I just see him go down and he rolls back down into the bunker. <laughs> And I run over there, me running. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, are you okay? He goes, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I thought I thought he had a heart attack. I didn't know what the hell happened. All I see <laughs> is him going ass over feet down this hill. And, you know, he shook it off. He laughed it off like like Jay would do. Yep. You know, he was he was instrumental in putting together that group that that goes down there every year. And a couple, a few guys continued the tradition on this year. I wasn't able to go this year. But um, they uh, they love going down, and we uh, we're going to keep doing it in in honor of Jay. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they the I know they they had on his they had a little program, and they said they're working on the inaugural Jay Junior Trivia Night. So that's something we certainly got to look forward to. And love them a trivia night. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it was on the it was on the program the card. So um, so stay tuned for that. I'll uh, I'll definitely be. uh, you know, working on uh, trying to make that make that happen. So, a great tribute to our very very good friend Jay Randolph Jr., part of the CNC Golf Factory podcast, right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Chris Nagel, world famous last year for making uh, four was it four Monday qualifiers in a row or something or something something like that. Yeah, yeah, three or four. We'll talk. We'll talk to him next. CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. Hang tight. <laughs> Back here, segment two, CNC Golf Factory, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. Joined now by the gentleman that we were talking earlier, we believe qualified for four PGA Tour events last year on Monday qualifiers 
and then lost to the TMA group out at Meadowbrook in a scramble versus versus Nagel uh, event made for television that came out about six months later. Hey, it's Chris Nagel, everybody. Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? Not much. How y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. What's been going on this year? Heard you're kind of recovering from a shoulder injury. What's that doing to your game these days? Yeah, so I have a, uh, a muscle that atrophied in my back due to a uh, labrum issue in my shoulder. And uh, finally, uh, kind of doing some good rehab, trying to get it um, to try to, you know, come back to life. So golf is uh, it's kind of difficult to play at this point, but I feel like there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. So um, there's a, a positive outlook in the future. So, Chris, last year you had a, a heck of a run, get through locals, sectionals up in uh, Ohio, make the cut at the U.S. Open, uh, or U.S. Open uh, with Wellington on the bag. And then uh, you, uh, what was it, like uh, four out of five Monday qualifiers and a couple cuts on the PGA Tour last year. Is that correct? Yeah, it sounds right. It kind of <laughs> all blends together. <laughs> so, um, so, so let's fast forward a little bit. You, uh, you got Corn Ferry status uh, this year a little bit. Uh, played a few events, a few cuts made. Obviously, the injury is holding you back a little bit. Um, but let's let's bring it up to uh, this past week at uh, the Country Club of St Albans for the Metropolitan Open. Um, you have a historic round in uh, round two, which is I'm pretty sure uh, Rowie. That's the tournament score uh, record i believe and uh, uh so yeah so i mean congrats on that uh, round um you know I, I i texted you the night before and said uh, go out and uh, shoot a 66 and you uh, you beat me by four on that um but uh let me get a little bit of feedback on the event and uh what you thought of uh uh conditions and just uh, how things were uh, going with the metropolitan yeah, so obviously the Metropolitan at St. Albans is one of the better state opens or whatever you want to call it. It's just a fantastic event. Um, we, As players, we're very appreciative to play a golf course like that. Um, you don't see many of the golf courses like that, even on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's one of the better ones um, we'll see all year. So uh, shout out St. Albans and their, their crew did an amazing job. I know we had some weather a um, couple days leading into it. So they did a fantastic job with getting the golf course prepared. And I mean, it's to me, St. Albans and St. Louis is such a good golf course because it's so straightforward. You can shoot a good number or it can expose you. So I think it's such a fantastic golf course for, you know, the St. Louis area. Well, since you said that right there, Chris, about it, you can shoot a good number or it can expose you and not to bring out, you know, you went from, you go 75, 60, 75, 62, 76. I mean, that was, a, that was a crazy back and forth, you know, your three rounds. I mean, so you kind of just, you know, proved your, proved what you were saying right there. Uh, you know, you had, you had the heck of a round in round two, you know, I, I was just happened to look at the leaderboard and I see, Chris Nagel's, you know, eight under through seven holes at the, on the front nine there. Can you talk a little bit about just, you know, that second round and what, uh, what clicked for you that, uh, that, that, that after, was it the afternoon, were you in the afternoon that day on round Yeah, two? I was in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the previous day I shot 72, um, 72, I'm sorry. Yeah. 72, 62. Uh, yeah. So I went out to uh Meadowbrook in the morning and, Hit some balls because I just I've had this kind of issue lingering for a while and uh, just trying different things just to see what 
you know, try to sort through it. So I found something and I just decided to roll with it. And the front nine at St. Albans, I, I just caught fire for two and a half hours. Um, uh, you know, I hit it to 10, 12 feet on one, made it was, you know, fortunate enough to make Eagle on two, uh, kind of a risk reward par five, uh, birdie three, um, had to, had to lag up from about 60 feet on number four. So it's, uh, Scorecard tells a different story. Um, there was some struggles in there. <laughs> uh, hit it to like three feet on five, made eagle. Two putted, uh, six for uh, for birdie. Um, seven and eight, I had to, uh, you know, make a couple good two putts and then kind of stuffed it on nine and made about a four-footer for another birdie. So just kind of like a, you know, just kind of blacked out for two and a half hours. <laughs> Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, that, that's 62, uh, you know, basically from the, the tips, um, on St. Albans, uh, it, it's so darn impressive. I don't know if people really understand what that's like. I mean, I can tell you a couple of weeks ago, we had a Monday outing at St. Albans and I'm doing the scorecards for Lewis and Clark for a four person scramble from about 6,400. And I don't know if anybody shot better than 62. Uh, I, Joe Schwent and I were with, uh, a couple members over at Bell Reeve that afternoon and uh, I pull up golf genius for the metropolitan. Uh, and uh, I said, Joe, I said, Nagel's scorecard right now looks like some of our, uh, some of our events where uh, people got one or two dots a hole uh, stroke wise. I mean, you, you caught fire <laughs> and uh, I, I know you didn't finish uh, the way you wanted to, but uh, I mean, that, that still gives you that hope, you know, it's in there and uh, the injuries uh, kind of bug you, but Side note, I want to I want to sidetrack a little bit. Can you give the listeners just a little bit of the background of who Chris Nagel is and get to know Chris a little bit better for us? Uh, yeah, I never know really how to answer this question. Um, just kind of a, a Midwest guy, um, just playing golf, chasing kids around. Um, uh, you know, just very fortunate to uh, to be able to play at a high level. Um, even though it's not the PGA tour, the, the mini tours and corn Ferry, the level of golf is, is so high that it's, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to describe to people. Um, but I get to play golf at a high level and, uh, have a great, you know, support, um, from my family and, you know, people around town. So it's just, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Hey, uh, real quick, um, another side note. Uh, do you remember about five, six years ago, you and Colin Neiman came out and played a practice round for the uh, Metropolitan Open um, on Lewis, and you guys forced me into a plane? And, um, you know, I knew Colin Neiman for a while because I worked in Waterloo, Illinois, for about five years of my career. And uh, I was getting to know you briefly, and, and that's one of the things I, I really respect about you is just you're just an easygoing guy, and, and I consider you a good buddy, even though we don't know each other all that well. But um, and I support uh, you chasing the dream. But so we go out and I, I feel like I'm trying to keep up with you boys playing all the time and trying to hit it far. And you're hitting five woods past my driver by 20 yards. And I kind of relax at the turn and start to play a little bit better. And, uh, and we get uh, the 16, the uh, par four. Yeah. And I think yeah. I pull out four wood. Four wood. You, you remember you what remember happened? happened? <laughs> Do you remember that tee shot? 
Yes, it's 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 one it's, of the most epic tea shots I've ever yeah, seen in my life. In my life. Why, why don't you describe it a little bit if you can? I mean, it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's like if it rained that morning or or why it was wet, but this tea shot was just ripped. It went six inches forward, but twelve inches backwards. Backwards. I topped it so bad it went right into the bent tea box, and it squirted backwards. And, and I, I cried, cried laughing for five minutes. I couldn't keep it together. together. How is that possible? Here's, Here's two guys the chasing their dream, and I'm hitting it backwards with a forward as a club throw. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Good. Good. I, we, we, we belly laughed for, you know, five, ten minutes. It was something else. It was funny. Thank God no one was behind us. We couldn't keep it together. So, Chris, uh, I'm assuming you've got uh, coming up a uh, little feedback there, but um, we're uh, we got final final stage of U.S. Open qualifying coming up June 5th. Uh, you're you're into that already because of your finish last year at the Open, right? You didn't, you didn't go through local qualifying, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually yeah, I just got my email about 15 minutes ago. ago. I'll be going over to Columbus, Columbus uh, Ohio, Ohio for very good. Very good. Um, what? Uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's uh, tell, tell, tell us a little bit of what's your preparation, preparation you know, for that. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've been through it. You've been successful to get through that. But what, you know, you now that you're, uh, you didn't have to worry about local qualifying. You're going right, you're going right, right to the right selection right qualifying. How do, you, how, do you, how do you prepare for that? Yeah, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spend the next, next, you know, about, you know, about, Eight ten eight, days, ten days uh, just preparing for, for sectionals the best I can. I'll be in San I'll Louis, San Louis and then I'll go over and play a couple practice rounds. rounds. Good stuff. Good stuff. Have you had a chance to go out to LA to play the uh, country club yet for a practice round? No, I've never been there. I've heard it's amazing though. Yeah, I was I was checking it out online. It does look like an, an incredible place. So obviously, uh, you know, a hot topic this week, a, a real a real buzzword in the golf community is is Michael Block. Uh, anytime that you can mention Michael, we're going we're to we're gonna have hashtag Michael Block in our in our uh, in our show notes tonight to make sure that we get some hits when people search for it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, being a St. Louis guy, did you uh, ever have any run-ins with him uh, in tournament play? No, I never did. Um, I guess he's a little bit older than I am, but I mean, just watching him. I didn't. I didn't watch much of the PGA, but watching the last four or five holes, I kind of knew the the story beforehand. But I mean, very cool to see. Um, kind of everybody likes the underdog, so everybody was rooting for him pretty hard. Yeah, it was definitely a, a cool story to see, and then finding out that you know they didn't mention St. Louis too much during the broadcast. They just talked about Mission Viejo. Uh, just where where he's the uh, where he's the the uh, the, the, press, the club professional doing all the teaching and stuff. Uh, Kurt Goss was very jealous. He told me, <laughs> "Hey, I, I I was side note the whole Michael Block story as a PJ professional. Um, it, that was very heartwarming. Um, such a cool experience was, for him. By the way, I was, don't want to interrupt you. I was being facetious. By the way, no, just, this is a very straightforward audience. show. No sarcasm on this. Right." <laughs> Um, but no, hey, uh, real quick, Chris, back to LA uh, Country Club. 
because we're rooting for you. Uh, side note, I have a former assistant pro, Stephanie. You remember Coach yeah. Stephanie from the past couple of years at St. Albans? She's an assistant pro at Saint or at uh, LACC now. So there you go. Got a place to stay if you when oh, you're nice. when you qualify when you qualify on June. 5th. That's right. Yes. Who's going to be on the bag? Uh, so I'm going to have a, a buddy of mine, Barry Rosner. He's uh, out of Chicago. He used to be a sports writer. He's now retired, um, but he'll be on the bag. So he's trying to have buddies on the bag. Kind of has, is that a, you know, relaxing, good time. Is sure. that a, is that a big learning curve for a guy uh, on your bag? You know, you had Wellington for so many years um, do, doing all these U.S. Open things with you. And uh, – and then to have to uh, to do somebody new because he got a he got a full time loop, so you, you get a new loop for this. What what does that do? What does that do for your game? Or how's how do you how's that change preparation? Or is there really anything different? Uh, I don't think there's much different. I like having buddies on the bag because if you're having fun with your buddy, you're probably going to play well. Um, no offense to the professional caddies, but when you have somebody that. It's just a professional caddy, and I don't know him well. Like, it's just kind of a – I don't know. It's a, just a weird situation. I would rather have somebody that I know um, on the bag. We're going to have some laughs, and I don't know. A nine iron goes 152. You know, I, I know how to hit a nine iron. So, it's kind right. of – you know, So, it, what, uh, what caddy can only help you, you so much, I feel like. What kind of things do you ask of your caddies? Golf wise, uh, I'm pretty low. I'm pretty lucky, so not much. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think you did, but I just, I just wanted to just always ask. You know, some guys, you know, they want help reading putts. They want help picking irons. You know, some guys don't want anything. They just want a buddy, like like you. You just want a buddy there to hang out, talk with, and just kind of you know keep your mind, um, you know, focused or just on a conversation, just like just having your buddy out there with you. So that's that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, for sure. Kurt and Kurt, you guys have anything else for uh, Mr. I think we'll just, I, I just want to wrap up. You know, Chris, you got the uh, with the final stage of U.S. Open qualifying. What's uh, what's the after that? What do you got? Uh, anything lined up? You know, with your um, I know you got some little, got some status on the Corn Ferry. You got any? What's what's the rest of the summer look like for Chris Nagel as we uh, move forward in 2023 here? So I'm not too far out of getting in the BMW on the Corn Ferry. I'm, uh, I think I'm first alternate as of right now. So I'm planning on playing sectionals and then going up or going down to uh, South Carolina to play the BMW and then uh, head out to LA if things work out. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll play some Corn Ferry stuff in the middle of the, of the summer, I guess. And then I'll probably do some PGA Tour Monday qualifying as well because, I mean – that's where everybody wants to get, so you might as well just kind of go straight to the source. Good stuff. Well, Chris, thank you uh, for coming on, and uh, thank you for your comments about the Metropolitan Open. It's hard to believe this was 18 years. Uh, you've, you've played in several of them, but I appreciate you know appreciate you uh, your your comments that you've made uh, to me personally and on tonight. You know about the championship, and uh, you know I just. Good luck the rest of the season. Go get them in Columbus, and hopefully we got uh, got a real reason to follow uh, to follow the U.S. Open and L.A. Country Club. So, yeah, Chris, thank, thank you, you again. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thank you, and uh, 
best wishes going forward. And I hope uh, more folks in St. Louis continue to, to follow your journey because uh, yep. I, I think you're uh, living the dream. So just keep doing it. I hope you're starting to feel better and go out shoot some 62s in Ohio. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do my best for sure. Yeah, let's, let's hope let's hope that flat stick gets hot. Talking to Chris Nagel, uh, Corn Ferry golfer, U.S. Open cut maker, Monday Open Monday uh, Monday qualifier qualifier. <laughs> so many things you can follow him on Instagram. It's at Right Rough. I'm sure he'll have lots of content coming up from Columbus and when he makes the uh, when he makes the cut in Los Angeles, and also you can follow him. Uh, you know, his his uh, his other events going on throughout the summer, probably on his Instagram. Chris Nagle joining us here on the CNC Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. More coming up right after this. Final segment, episode four, CNC Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss. Hey, don't forget, guys, that you need to subscribe and like the podcast. You can find it on iTunes. And you can also find it on Spotify. Just search C plus C Golf Factory on either one of those platforms. And you're going to get connected to us. You can get these fantastic episodes that we record pretty much every week downloaded straight to your phone when you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Sorry, it's Apple Podcasts. It was iTunes when I first started doing uh, podcasts. <laughs> But now it's Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. So it's the Apple Podcast app on your phone. Subscribe, like, rate, do all the things. It makes uh, it does make a, a big difference. It helps it helps us get recognition and get and makes us more searchable for uh, other folks to find this great content that we are making here. Uh, lots of action over the past week. We had the U.S. Women's Open Qualifier uh, at Belle Reve on uh, this past Wednesday. And then, of course, we wrapped up the Metropolitan Open uh, last Friday at the Country Club of St. Albans. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, how did it go? How did it wrap up? We When we recorded last, when we talked last, we were like just after the second round, I believe. We did, I believe we recorded last Thursday. So we That's had correct. Yeah. Friday. yeah, so we uh, wrapped up on Friday, the final round. Um, just a, it was a really great week. We had just fantastic, probably the best weather in 18 years of the Metropolitan Open, I can that I can think of um, had a little threat maybe on Friday afternoon, final round. We did something a little different. We usually play uh, just off the first tee in twos on the final round, but we split tee it and got everybody out there on the golf course, but just a great week, another great week, another great championship at St. Albans. And I just want to say, you know, thank you on behalf of the golf association, you know, thank you to country club of St. Albans to uh, you know, the, uh, the, the members, the membership, the uh, the staff was fantastic. Um, Dan Lloyd, the superintendent, the golf course was unbelievable. Uh, we did get a little rain that softened things up, which I think that's what led to really the scoring. I mean, record breaking scoring. I'm looking here actually at the at the leaderboard, and I if you can run out of red ink on a computer screen, we might have ran out of red ink on the computer mm-hmm. screen. So, but uh, you know, minus two was the lowest lowest cut ever in 18 years. Um, and Gavin Hall, who's a golf professional from um, Delray Beach, Florida. He's a University of Texas graduate, played played golf at UT Texas at, uh, for, at, for the Longhorns. 
Finishes it finishes it off with a 17 under total with rounds of 67, 64, 65, which is a new record uh, record breaking scoring um, for the championship, and uh, was, and took home the twenty five thousand dollar check, uh, which was great. And he which he had no idea when we were doing the the trophy presentation, check presentation. He uh, right before it, he uh, he said he asked me, he goes, "What I win?" I said, "Are wow. you serious?" And he goes, he goes, no, he goes, I have no idea what the purse was or what anything was. And I said, I'm going to hand you a check for $25,000. And he just looked, he had this look on his face like he didn't believe it. And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, so anyway, it was, it was really cool. Um, really, very nice young man. Only found out about the championship like three weeks prior um, from, um, from Ed Collins, who's a um, St. Albans member. Um, or Yeah, still saying, is he still a St. Albans member, Kurt? Uh. Or? Actually, past member now. Past member, okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But very big University of Texas guy. He's sure. brought other guys, other players up there to uh, to play in the championship. You know, UT guys. We've had a lot of UT guys over the over the years. But um, Gavin kind of found out about it late, and uh, obviously it paid off. And you know, he takes home a twenty five thousand dollar check, and which he says is going to help him. You know, for the rest of the summer, getting some of the events. Um, but Again, just great scoring. Um, you know, two under uh, was the was the cut, um, but you know we had I mean we had seven players shoot ten under or better. You know, T six was ten under, fourteen under was a runner up. Ryan Cole from Mount Airy, Maryland. Um, no local guys made the. Uh, trying to look, yeah, really no local guys made the cut. Uh, yeah, got a couple. My pardon, we just talked to Chris Nagel. Obviously, Nate Chris Chris did make make the cut. Um, couple, just a couple of shout outs to local guys, Matt Heyman, who's a Washington, Missouri, uh, um, lives in Springfield now, but he's from Washington, Missouri. He, he also made the cut. Um, and then Carl Vernon from Poplar Bluff, another Missouri guy who, uh, you know, he, who made the cut, but other than that, uh, no amateurs, which was the first time ever. We didn't have any amateurs make the cut this year, which was, uh, um, out of the 44, right? 44 players make the cut, but, um, that's uh that's kind of the wrap, you know. Again, it's um we uh we get such great feedback from these players who you know love the opportunity to come to St. Albans. I've I've learned over the years. Um, Chris mentioned it in the previous segment that you know St. Albans is really one of the best courses, if not the best course. These guys are going to see, you know, the entire year, and uh, so they're uh, they're very appreciative um, to have that opportunity to come you know come to St. Louis and. And one play for you know, hundred thousand dollars was the was the total purse, and uh, you know, to for twenty five thousand dollars, you know, to win. So um, again, I just want I my I just want to say you know again say thank you to St. Albans and to Kurt, you know, you and and, and Joe Joe, uh, you know, he uh, Joe Schwent, the director of golf. I mean, he uh, he goes above and beyond, you know, from coordinating the, the volunteers he was out there volunteering him and next thing i know he's running the shuttle cart from from nine to ten also trying to take scores and put scores into golf genius and just running all over the place but uh you know it's just it's it doesn't uh we, we can't do it without the volunteers and uh you know from my rules committee to you know again the members who were out there we had several members who kept kids you know kids i'm sorry i shouldn't say kids kept players and, and housing you know put them up for the week um which was fantastic to have that back so you know very grateful for that as well and uh anyway i'm just babbling on about the open so um 
Kurt, I don't know if you got anything to, to add, but you know, I'm just very appreciative and it was, um, it was, it was a really good week. No, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, clearly it, this event is uh, very fond of you, Kurt. And uh, um, I appreciate all the kind words you say about uh, St. Albans and uh, the players. I know it's a real treat for them to uh, come out to St. Albans. Uh, sometimes we have some hectic days at the club or busy, a lot of moving parts today, 300 plus players and a lot going on. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, what you're saying, uh, I, I get to pl- call that place my office i mean so i get to look out and it is a special place and it was very cool to have uh gavin come in after the uh after the trophy presentation and uh, say thank you we don't get that a lot but uh he was appreciative and then we had a small conversation about ed and lisa collins which was nice um past members but obviously uh, great members and, and people we uh we uh, we miss seeing uh, this time of year, um, and I know Joe even sent a text to uh, Ed uh, saying uh, the nice, kind things that uh, Gavin had to say about Ed and Lisa. But yeah, um, I didn't know the part. He didn't realize that first place was twenty five grand. That's that's even better. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, yeah. The look on his face when I told him it was twenty five thousand. He he's like he goes, gosh, he goes, I, I he goes, I thought I was going to win five thousand dollars or something like that. So. You should have told him it was like a hundred bucks in pro shop credit. You should have really yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, you get two lessons with Kirk Goss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> professional. Is that worth a hundred bucks in the pro shop? Uh, I charge fifty for thirty minutes, so that's a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. There you go. Or I would buy back. The, yeah, I mean, I cut him a deal, and I take the shop credit. I mean, I figure it out. I get some socks at at member price. Yeah, we figure it go. out. There you go. Yeah. The uh, the gateway section also had their match play championship out at St. Clair Country Club. Kurt Goss knew, uh, has some information on that. How'd that go? Uh, yeah, uh, following online uh, since uh, earlier in the week, and uh, that wrapped up the other day. Um, you know, that's that's one of our premier events in our gateway section, kind of a major. Um, and uh, I know the, the crew over there at St. Clair uh, does a great job, and obviously same thing. The club has to kind of push back some tea times or make room, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday for the guys. Obviously, the field's getting smaller every morning and afternoon as um, matches uh, finalized. But um, Sam Lee, uh, Sam is over at uh, Spencer T. Olin these days, I believe. And uh, um, Sam uh, wrapped up the victory uh, over uh, Matt Swanson, one of the assistant pros at Forest Hills. Um, both uh, good young players. And uh, that was cool to see for Sam and obviously uh, probably helped get him some points uh, to uh, get him back to that uh, Shogun Cup in uh, uh, tw- what, 2024. Yeah, we just passed yeah. it a few weeks ago, obviously. But uh, yeah, so uh, fun to see, uh, you know, um, and again, I'm at fault here because I don't uh, get out and play in events. Um, we uh, had a Monday event ourselves at St. Albans, charity event that we host each year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the field is usually supposed to be 64 players, just like the NCAA basketball tournament. But a handful of guys get buys in that first round just because there wasn't a full field. Uh, maybe one day my game will be a little sharper. I can find more time away um, to participate because uh, I think match play is awesome. It can uh, wipe out my uh, eight or nine on a par three pretty quick, just lose one hole and move on. Um, so I enjoy match play compared to stroke play sometimes. But uh, uh, kudos to Sam Lee um, kicking off his uh, summer with a big win. So nice work. There, There is an overflow of players from the TMA Fan Page Club Championship uh, where double bogey is king. And winning holes that could, you know, that could fill in some of those holes in the in the gateway match play <laughs> tournament. 
<laughs> Send them over. I'll take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Build up the pur- a, build up the purse. You got a fifteen handicap. Jump on in there, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> First round, you got Mumi. Absolutely. Straight up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then Wednesday was the U.S. Women's Open qualifier at Bell Reef Country Club, run by uh, Kurt Rowey. Kurt, what happened at the uh, Women's Open qualifier? Yeah, another uh, man, just another great weather day. I mean, we we've really lucked out these last two weeks, you know, to get these events in. But yeah, U.S. Women's Open qualifying—that's uh, thirty-six holes. We started with seventy-eight ladies uh, playing for two spots onto the Women's Open. The Women's Open this year is July sixth through the ninth at Pebble Beach for the first time ever. The Women's Open going to Pebble Beach, which is very, you know, very cool. But uh, you know, obviously Pebble Beach has hosted a lot of U.S. U.S. Opens and U.S. Amateurs, but to have the, the ladies come there for the Women's Open is very special. Um, so, yeah, we started, we had 78 players, players from all over, really all over the country. Um, young lady named Jing Yan uh, from Singapore was our medalist. She shoots four under on the day, uh, five under in the morning, two, two over, or I'm sorry, one over in the afternoon, um, on a really tough golf course. Uh, Belle Reeve was, uh, very firm, is fast and, uh, you know, it's just a big golf course. And, you know, we were, we were playing just over 6,500 yards, uh, for the ladies. And, uh, she goes out and shoots a five under round in the morning, 67 to, to get things rolling. And then we end up having only two under par rounds in the day. One was her. And the second was the, the other one was the second qualifier, um, who was an amateur from Evansville, Indiana. Um, uh, Sophie Lindner. She, uh, she was the second qualifier and, uh, you know, she, she had a, she shot a one under in the morning. So those are the two, under par rounds she finished two over for the day so uh to to make it to uh to pebble beach so um not a lot of local flavor in the in the women's open um uh, we had some did have some you know a few few local you know, local ladies but um you know it's pretty much it's almost kind of a little bit of a college term a lot of college bags running around bell reeve the other day but just another uh you know kudos to to Belle Reeve, they uh, they showed very well, and you know to, to support the uh, support the women's game and the ladies was uh, very special to have the opportunity to to come there and 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 qualify for the women's open. Roey, do you run that as par seventy two or par seventy for the uh, for the women? No, seventy two. We played seventy two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and just for our, for our listeners, um, when they play the PGA Championship there, how many yards did it play? And they and they played at a par seventy, don't they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. I think it was par seventy. I know they played ten as a ten as a four. I don't know. I don't remember if they played four as a four because I know we've played. I have played four as a four in the past too, for some men's okay. events. But I, you know, I can't remember what they did for the PGA. Does it play um, over seven thousand for the for the for the majors? Oh, gee, yeah. The tips is seventy four something now. I think. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I think the tips. I think the backs. Yeah, you can get to seventy four hundred yards. I think now at Bell Reef. so holy moly that's huge yeah you know it's just it's just a big you know it's a big golf course and that was one of the, yeah. i had that comment several times from the ladies they're just like you know it, it was playing again it was firm so the 6500 really probably wasn't not a big deal what's big is you know the putting greens those putting greens are huge right. and um if if probably some of my local guys, if they would have seen, you know, we, we always post our poll locations, you know, the day of on our, like our social media and some of the guys would probably look at it and say, what's, what's Roy doing? He's being awfully nice to these ladies, but you know, there's a lot of 10 and 12s from the sides that, 
that they don't maybe not get uh, didn't get at St. Albans last week, but it doesn't matter when the greens are that big, you know, you, you, you've got these quadrants and that you can, you know, put the holes on and in, and it doesn't, uh, you know, there it's almost, it almost makes it tougher. You know, the, the bigger, the size of those greens. Did you get many comments from the players on the size of the greens? No, just, no, not really on the, I mean, just that they were big and, you know, right. just everything about the place is big, you know, it's just, it, it's just a, it's just a big golf course. And that's, you know, again, that's, that's why Bell Reef can do things like the PGA championship or the BMW coming up or the president's cup that, you know, really, you know, really no other course in town can, can do because it is, it's a big property. It's, it's a big golf course. What about that halfway house? Is that a big halfway house? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big halfway house too. Yeah, well, the halfway house is downstairs, and it's very nice. And then they got the the, the championship terrace upstairs. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah, a heck of a building, game. that's for sure. It, it, oh, it's yeah, about it's in very, the clubhouse itself. Well, well their so new halfway house or whatever. Their new, uh, their new, the new building that's to the right of eighteen as you're coming up. It's uh, it kind of it doubles as part of kind of attached to the pool and and, and everything. But that's all. Yeah, that's new. It's 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 beautiful. It's very nice. Top notch. Top notch. Yeah. Very cool. So, but again, it. kudos to kudos to that crew over there as well. Just I'll echo, you know, kind of what I said about St. Almonds. Um, you know, everybody from the food and beverage team, um, Carlos Arroyo, the the uh Arreya, the uh GM, Mike Tucker and his crew, they were great all day and um, you know, in 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 anything we needed to make sure the it ran smoothly. Um, Nick White, the superintendent, and um, his crew did a heck of a job, you know, getting the golf course ready, you know, both uh, really both Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday was kind of practice rounds, and then Wednesday was the, you know, full day, 36 holes of uh, of the qualifying. So um, I, I'll say it again, you know, I just can't be more appreciative than I am of our member clubs and what they do for us to allow us to, you know, conduct these qualifiers. Kurt Goss, what's coming up for you? What do you have going on? Uh, so uh, we're in the middle of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we got uh, a couple of events going on here at the club, a two-day, uh, two-man event the next couple of days, couples event on Monday. Uh, club will shut down for Tuesday. And then uh, Wednesday morning, we jump into junior golf season at the country club of St. Albans. And, uh, it's where I get to shine because, uh, my maturity level is spot on with a bunch of 10 year olds. Um, uh, they, they just love coach Kurt out there. Uh, I'll be wearing shorts on Wednesdays for the next nine weeks. Um, you know, uh, tanning up the legs and, uh, teaching the, yeah. the youngsters, the game of golf. And, uh, we'll probably open up week one with hidden flop shots over bunkers. I mean, nice. just, you know, just, uh, but no, uh, we're, it, it's just golf season. You, you know, Andy, it, it, it's a seasonal business, uh, for a lot of the country, some sure. areas you can play 365, um, but it's seasonal. So again, it's, it's long day, long days going on right now. Um, but boy, uh, Again, I'm not uh, just uh, highlighting St. Albans, but I have to. I, it, it's just so fun with how busy it is and uh, younger members coming in and just so much activity amongst all the membership. Uh, so just doing our things. And, and side note uh, on uh, one of my members, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Kathy Glennon, um, one of the top amateurs in the state. She just uh, finished up the AJ 
or I'm sorry, the AGA Women's Amateur Championship uh, down at North River Yacht Club in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I had a hard time saying Tuscaloosa since I'm an old Miss fan, but side note, I'll just move on. Um, however, past uh, club pro from our area, PJ professional, Ty Zimmerman is the head pro at the uh, North River Yacht Club. But uh, yeah, Kathy, uh, it was a three-day event. She, uh, I talked to her today. Sounds like round two is completely rained out. Uh, so uh, came down to a 36-hole event. A um, couple under, I think, in her first round, she was leading. A um, couple misfires, I think, coming in. Probably uh, uh, tougher conditions, probably wet conditions on the final round. But she finished tied for fifth. And uh, if you know Kathy Glennon, uh, she is one heck of a player. I believe Alan Port was in the field, obviously yep. a local legend or probably a national legend. I mean, how many USGA events has that uh, young lady won? Um, numerous Seven. ones. But, yeah. Seven, which is a lot. There's only a few people, men or women, that have ever beat that, by the way. Uh, um, yeah. So, no, that's what's going on here. Just doing uh, my normal thing, helping uh, run a 36-hole facility. When I was – from the time I was six till the time I was 17, it was every Friday was junior golf. And uh, some of the best times of my life were, uh, as a kid growing up, were, were junior golf. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fun. Uh, and I look forward to it. I have a seven-year-old daughter that uh, has been – participating in our junior golf program the past few years and uh she'll be doing it again this year i think she just does it because she thinks dad will get her a prize at the end of the year or you know i'll bribe her with something but uh hopefully one day she takes up the game like an ellen porter kathy glennon um yeah. and uh carries uh carries on with it because um, we could use a, a scholarship to help uh, offset those expenses Rowie, some uh, yeah, absolutely. Those 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 do help. Um, <laughs> that, and those the, usually combined with the academic scholarships are, 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 the, are the beneficial ones. She's not going to get that from dad. No, is that from mom? Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. I completely understand that. Uh, Rowie, what's going on in your world? What's coming up? Hey, you know, uh, I, I I can I, it's it's I get a little bit of a breather. You know, May is such a crazy month for us. Um, you know, to kick off the season, but, uh, we've only got, we've got, uh, June 5th, we got our next amateur series event over at, uh, at Stone Wolf. Um, we should have a full, I think we're going to, we're almost, we got 120 players, I think ready for that. Um, and then we don't, then we get, then we are off until not off. I'm not saying I'm off. I'm not taking time off, but, um, then we, uh, our next event is the Metropolitan Junior Championship, June 21st, 22nd at Sunset Country Club. So those entries are open yet. So um, if you've got any junior player, junior golfers out there looking for, you know, to play in a 36-hole event, um, you know, that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, and then junior amateur qualifying later in um, in June, the 27th, uh, over at Spencer T. Olin. Um at Sam Lee's place. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. Um, you know, right now I've got the next couple of weeks. I, my interns just started, my boat ride interns just started kind of yeah. last week. So they kind of got thrown to the fire, you know, at St. Albans and then this, this week. So, you know, a little, a little training with them to let in the next week, uh, to really get them up to speed and going for the, uh, for the summer. And then I'll blink always- and the summer will be over with and they'll be gone. So, you always do the, you always do such a great job with those interns. I know they I know that's a very valuable program and and the, and the kids the kids love it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great program. So yeah, that's it. Cool. I got nothing. I'm going to see you guys on Sunday. I'm excited about it. My friends are excited to come out and uh check out the the the, uh, the tavern course, so we're excited to uh do that. Oh, I'm playing Normandy tomorrow. 
Is there is there, right. a, is, there a Nor- is there a Normandy update? Um, nothing. Not not really anything new. You know, we're still plugging along. Um, you know, the are they done? The, are they know, finished? Are they finished clearing brush? Yeah, the brush clearing's done. Um, I don't know if they don't. They, they've done some tree work, but uh, nothing really new um, in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, just uh, still waiting. Um, you know, and still the plan is to get through uh, get through July, and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, get get through July, and then get get the real work going here uh, early late summer, early fall. So is that still the, is that um, still the plan? That's still the plan. So cool. Yep. But, <clears throat> Good stuff. Yep. Guys, another fantastic show. Final thoughts from either of you? Uh, just uh, thank you. Uh, enjoyed having uh, Chris Nagel on. Um, you know, really pulling for him on June 5th, the longest day in golf for uh, sectional qualifiers. Hope he can get back to uh, uh, the U.S. Open at LACC. Tell our buddy uh, Stephanie hello. Um, but no, thank you for another great show, guys. Yeah, same. Yeah, thank you, Andy and Kurt. Um, it's uh, yeah, this has been uh, this has been good, and uh, just uh, just want to wish everybody a great Memorial Day weekend, and uh, you know, sit back, relax. Uh, follow me on Instagram. You're going to see a 18 pound brisket hit the smoker about seven o'clock in the morning. So I got it all prepped and ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need to give the social media handles out more. And uh, I don't have them memorized. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much everything is uh, pretty much Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I got to pull it up myself, but I mean, we're uh, Isn't it C plus C golf factory. It's all one word. Yeah, I'm looking. Why don't okay. I should I should recognize these? Right. It's just C C C underscore golf underscore factory, Twitter okay. and Instagram. Yep, C C underscore golf underscore factory is at for both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook too. There's a Facebook page, C and C Golf Factory. So yeah, you can find, find us there. Uh, yeah show links and all kinds of fun stuff all that stuff you see underscore golf underscore factory on instagram and twitter and twitter yep and if we we get to 1000 followers i am going to give one lucky follower a free seven minute lesson in my driveway (laughs) because i don't want to sneak you out to st albans shut up seven minutes (laughs) you are kidding I'll make you a, a short game guru in seven minutes. <laughs> I, I can, you know what? If you can do that, we'll talk on Sunday. <laughs> we'll talk on Sunday. It might be it might be card path only on Sunday on Tavern Nandy. Oh, really? I'm kidding. I'm just screwing with you. Say, why is that? <laughs> because he doesn't want to walk it. Would anybody want to oh. walk Tavern? <laughs> no. Do you want you want a really bad Tavern story here, real quick? Or are we running out of time? No, we got uh, time. Shoot it. So I last Sunday we get done. You know, I had the busy week Sunday evening. I decided to go out to St. Albans to, I'm a, you know, it's beautiful evening. I'm going to go play, play. Well, I was going to play My plan was play 18 holes. I tee off by myself, play one, play two, play three. I get to four. My most least favorite tee shot on the entire 36 hole property. I'm pretty sure. Easy. Standing on the, huh? Easy tee shot. (laughs) So I'm standing on the tee and I pumped six, two sleeves of balls right into the woods because I wasn't giving up. I was going to hit it. I pumped six of oh. them over there. I finally get one in the right rough. I'm down, I have two balls left. 
I got to the ninth tee and I lost that one and I packed it in and I went in. I was out of golf balls. First time I've ever had it happen. I couldn't get it going straight. I hit it. Yeah, we had- I was hit it great. I was hitting it great. I was just pushing everything dead right. Yeah. Two sleeves. Oh, well, I carry yeah. I carry 30 golf balls in my bag. Oh, that Oh yeah, <laughs> then I lost my wallet. That's why I text Kurt. Kurt had to yeah, I lost my wallet. Did so you ever find on that? top of that Teddy? Never found it. So. Yeah. You never found problem. the wallet? No. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that's been that's also been on top of my my week. So. Yeah. That's fun. Well, we'll wrap with Kurt's wallet story and his and his, yeah. and his, half, and his half a dozen balls into the into the <laughs> into the woods. So, all good though. Absolutely. Enjoy the weekend, guys. All right. We're going to wrap yeah. the show up. Follow on Instagram and Twitter: cc underscore golf underscore factory. Make sure you search for us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. CNC Golf Factory. Subscribe, like, give a rating if you would. For Kurt Rowey, for Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to the CNC Golf Factory on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Content on the St. Louis Podcast Network is 100% human created.